It's Lamar Gibbs. Welcome to the Thoughts of Redemption podcast, where we celebrate the process of thought and God's hand in it. What's going on? Lamar Gibbs is back. I'm back, I should say. Thoughts of Redemption 2019. I know it's been a while since you've seen me, and now you can actually see me, and I'm here. Like, it's been a minute. It's been a minute, y'all. Like, a lot has been going on right now. Um within the past month or so. A lot of good things, uh, a lot of personal things, a lot of uh, vulnerable things, a lot of things that God has been trying to work within me and and work me through. And, you know, you know, just to, just to tell you a little bit about it, um, near the end of the year, I was feeling really stretched. Like I, I started to worry about the amount of content that I was putting out and the amount of, of, you know, different types of content and different types of things that I was doing, um, whether it's the podcast or the videos that I was doing and the blog posts I was doing, uh, contributing to, to Grow the Heck Up. Shout out to Grow the Heck Up, Lavoisier, Cornerstone. Shout out to you, bro. And, um, you know, I was doing all these things and I started to feel like, am I stretching myself too thin? because there were things that I wanted to do for my YouTube page. And of course, there were things that I wanted to do for the blog website and a whole bunch of different things. Um, and, you know, I felt that I was really, give me a second. I felt that I was really, you know, stretching myself out. And, you know, I was worried like, yo, am I gonna get burnt out? And am I gonna feel like too tired or too unmotivated to do things and then and then it really started to turn into okay so like what's happening next year and I really wrestled with the direction I was trying to take thoughts of redemption in for 2019 and and then that led to to God working in me in 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 some areas of my life uh where I either cultivated bad habits or or you know ways of thinking that wasn't really allowing me to make decisions and, and, and things that I needed to make, you know, for the future and everything. And so um, I, I was really, really encountering um, really God exposing things within me that needed to be exposed in the time that he was exposing it. And, you know, as recently as I would say this morning, you know what I mean? Just just really been grateful to God for the grace he had in truly reorienting my need and my dependence on him for all the things that I am doing in my life and all of the things that he wants to do in me and wants to use me for. Um, you know, as a creative, anybody that is a creative in the arts, writing, whatever have you, you know, you can get to a place in your gifting that you're, you're so used to doing what you're doing. And so you develop a system, you develop a rhythm, and you you find yourself used to doing the things that you want to do. And if you're not careful, you can lose that sense of dependence on God. You can lose that sense of, your I need to come to you for what you're doing. Especially if you're a Christian and you're a creative. You know, it's very easy to get wrapped up in all the things that you want to do. Get wrapped up in all the things that you plan to do. And you can truly lose sight if you're not careful uh, of the things that, you know, God is trying to do with you. God is trying to do in you. Um, your need literally to seek the Lord, to know 
you know what it is that he has for you to do and so yeah man that's basically um, um that's basically what he had to remind me of and honestly it's not like now that i'm doing this podcast that everything's all, all good or everything is done like you know i still am in need of god's grace i'm still in need of god's power i'm still in need of god's provision i'm still in need of god's revelation i'm still in need of of god's just working out all the things that he's working out in me and through me and all of these things and so that's basically a catch up on what's been going on and why i haven't done any new podcasts really um i'm really just been trying to reorient myself so yeah so we back we back we back we back we back we back 2019 we back and so for 2019 the first episode um i really had it in my heart to talk about um just basically uh what's been going on especially in 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 i don't know if most of us i know i don't but i I don't know who watches the bachelor or anything like that but there's been a, a lot of you know talk and but a lot of discussion a lot of attention that's been paid to um this new bachelor that is uh has been chosen his name is colton underwood and the reason why they've been talking a lot about him is because of his um um how he let the news out that he is a virgin and you know, for a man to come out and, and say that he's a virgin and to speak on it publicly and all these things, it's it's literally for people looking at him like he's an alien and or looking at him with kind of like this this utter fascination, this type of of like you're you're a unicorn type of thing, and you know you get it because you know a lot of times in, in the culture and a lot of times in society, it's not really assumed in general that you know uh uh, people would still abstain and wait until marriage for sex or or abstain and be a virgin um you know if if you're not a christian or if you're not following um a specific set and you're you're maybe doing it and waiting for somebody that you know you know you you want to to be with and all that kind of stuff but but um suffice to say it's not really a, a regular thing for people to come out and say that i'm waiting and so when people hear that it's really um you know shocking to them just virginity abstinence waiting any of those things it's it's really not assumed that people would do it and if they do do it it's either something may be wrong with them it may be because of fear of of religion and things of that nature and they don't even you know uh, take into consideration that a man can actually make a decision to do this and want to do it and so um i really wanted to talk about this topic because as a man who's waiting until marriage and is a virgin and as a believer this topic is very very important to me and it's important to me because of the way that there are misconceptions about um virgin men um the way that there are habits and cultures even within the church where it doesn't help the the decision to abstain until marriage it can hurt the decision if any of you have heard of purity culture that is a real thing um, that exists within the body of christ unfortunately 
Um, there, there are mindsets about sexuality. There are mindsets about sex and and waiting and what that entails, what that means, um, and depending on where you are and your understanding of either the word, the, the understanding of yourself, uh, the understanding of influence. Uh, the understanding of of even of, of even sexuality and what God thinks about it, it can really impact the way that you even approach this waiting process. And you know, when I whenever I've revealed that I'm waiting until marriage and I'm a virgin, the conversation immediately tends to go sexual. And one of the things that are that's reiterated constantly is. But what if you get married to somebody that you're not sexually compatible with? You don't really in, enjoy it or they don't in, enjoy it. What are you going to do? And it's a common a common concern and I would say I would say this, right? I wouldn't say that that's not something to think about that to, to or at least to be aware of. I would say I would I would encourage any believer that is waiting on marriage to be aware of the reality that does exist that there are people that do struggle um, when it comes to sexual compatibility but I believe that we should approach it um, being aware of those realities but also being aware of the blessing and the goodness that comes with a marriage that exists based on the foundation of trust, of love, of humility, of selflessness, of 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 of, a, of a mercy, of, of graciousness, and you should be able to be comfortable enough, I believe, when you're married to an individual to talk about these topics and not feel guilty, not feel ashamed, not feel devalued, not feel inadequate. You should be able to talk about these topics and situations and be able to do it in a way where you feel safe. We talk about safe spaces in this culture now. That's that's pretty much, I would say, the the zeitgeist, I guess, of the times is like, you know, making sure that there's a safe space in, in anywhere that you're at, whether your church or work or whatever. And as much as some of us may miff at those kind of conversations because it, we feel that it's, you know, political correctness going amok, we feel that people are more sensitive and all that kind of stuff. At the end of the day, there is a reality that when somebody is feeling safe in the space, they're able to be healthy and communication can be healthy. And, and I believe that for, for a marriage, that's very important. Your marriage should be one, one of the safest, if not the safest places outside of, your, outside of the presence of God that you can go to to be real with your loved one, your spouse, husband and wife. You should be able to be real with each other about everything that you're dealing with and that you don't feel as if you're going to be chastised, you're going to be uh, uh, condemned, you're going to be seen as inadequate or any of those things of those things. Because truth is like none of us are perfect and no matter how compatible 
you may be trying to be, there's still so many factors that go into to sex and to marriage and to life that affects you sexually, that affects you mentally, emotionally, uh, because sex involves the whole being of you. It involves your mind. It involves your will. It involves your emotions. It involves your spirit. It involves your soul. If you if you don't believe in the spirit and the soul, hey, that's on to you. But it does affect you in ways. And so, and of course, I'm speaking with humility. I'm speaking from a place of an understanding of the word of God and an understanding of of myself and things like that. Of course, I don't have the experience, so I'm, I'm coming to you speaking humbly, but I, I truly believe um, that not only should there be a safe space to discuss these things, um, I believe that God is very involved in, in blessing a married couple's sex life. I believe that the Lord blesses couples to enjoy each other as he designed it to be enjoyed and to discover the new levels and new heights and new depths of an individual that is uniquely expressed or, or, or learned about uh, when, when having sex or in, in sex and everything. And so, you know, um, I believe that that fear of sexual compatibility can be handled by the body of Christ more it should be acknowledged. It should be talked about, but it should be balanced with scripture. It should be balanced with wisdom, the wisdom of the scripture. Um, it should be balanced with the heart of God. Um, and it should uh, be, be uh, balanced in that it encourages couples to be vulnerable with, the, with each other and to be, be loving towards each other, each other and to be selfless towards each other. And... You know, these kind of things won't happen until we even have a mind change when it comes to sex. Um, and this is another thing that as a man, I had to you know, learn and I'm grateful for the, for the Lord and for people of wisdom and the body of Christ and things like that, where I was able to truly value the, value the, the whole act and the, the discussion of sex in and of itself because as i'm reading right now in my notes like yo sex was created to be holy and good not dirty and a lot of times we approach the discussion as oh man we we talking we doing that dirty talk or we we talking that talk that's kind of like it makes you giggle if you're not used to talking to it or it makes you feel uh, uh, uh embarrassed it makes you feel nervous. It makes you feel anxious. It makes you feel really vulnerable. Obviously, it will make you feel vulnerable because you're talking about a very intimate act and you're talking about a very intimate subject. But at the same time, we need to renew our minds. We really need to renew our minds when it comes to, to sex because we should be able to talk about these conversations and not think of it as perversion or to think of it as lewd or to think of it as dirty like i said to the pure all things are, are pure and so sometimes we have to purify our minds with the things that we may have adopted or picked up over the years picked up from people um whatever have you that have caused us to have the mindset that we have concerning these things and we really need to take introspection and think about you know why is it that we automatically go towards 
sex being a dirty conversation instead of it being a necessary conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like, we shouldn't be depending on the schools to give sexual education. The church should be giving sexual education. And it should be more comprehensive. It should be very involved. It should be very... Having youth very aware. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of things that, you know, as, as a man, any man can tell you, like, there's a lot of things that come at us from all different types of, of ways. And so, you know, you have to be really grounded within yourself, understanding yourself and understanding the Lord and the, and the scriptures and then understanding the value of these kind of conversations and this this information so that you can receive it, you can mature in it, you can stand firm in it, and you can walk humbly with it. And so, you know, Thoughts of Redemption is all about uh, that process of thought changing and, and knowing that God is in it and changing your thoughts. So I really encourage you to bring your ideas about sex to the Lord wherever wherever they came from, whether it came from purity culture, whether it came from porn, whether it came from movies, whether it came from music, whether it came from your own mind and your own heart, because remember, the mind and the heart, you know, they make idols and they corrupt and, and they do things that can lead you to thought processes and, and, and thought patterns that aren't godly, that aren't pure, that aren't just, that aren't noble, any of these, any of these things. And so, you know, I, I, you know, I really, really think that, you know, we should always constantly examine where our mindset is coming at when it comes to sex and virginity and abstinence and, and knowing that God has a lot to say about these things. God has a lot to offer in his wisdom regarding these things. And there's things that God wants to do to reveal himself um, and to bless the people of God. One other thing that I had to learn as a man is, and I'm so grateful that I learned all of these things throughout the years. And that's, that's to put it insert, that's really the blessing of following God's command because he stretches your perspective. He increases your level of awareness. He uh, really informs your patience in, in doing certain things, he, he, he really stretches your heart and um, makes you sensitive to things that you may not have been aware of if you weren't abiding in his command. So it's, it's very important that you, you know, abide in the Lord and trust in the Lord with all these things and to know that it is a true blessing in obeying the Lord and, and receiving what he has. Um, but one of the things that I really learned in this um, process in this choice for abstinence is that my virginity is not my identity. Christ is. Because you can really lose sight if you're not careful of who you're trying to identify with, who you're trying to live out in your life. If you are a Christian, you are a Christ follower and it is God's will and intent for you to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. And so if that is not your main reason for abstaining and you're doing it because you're afraid of what people may say or, you know, you feel self-righteous about it, you feel, you know, the virginity is what makes you pure. And so 
you're trying to think of other ways to keep your virginity you can go you're trying to see how far you can go in your relationships and in any type of of, of contact physical contact with the, with the individual without penetration and so you can keep you can still say that you're a virgin no your attention has to be i want to please the lord and i'm pure because i received salvation in christ i'm not pure because i'm a virgin i'm pure because christ is my righteousness and if that is not the testimony that you have for being a virgin and or being abstinent you're going to lose it because there are people that aren't virgins that are making a decision to remain abstinent and to walk out their salvation with fear and trembling that are more pure than a virgin that is thinking impurely in their mind. They're thinking perversely in their mind and they feel that they might not be acting on it. So, you know, they're still good. You got to really settle that in your spirit, in your heart, settle that in your mind that your identity is not in your virginity. Your identity is in Christ. And so that even helps you with people that are critical of your virginity. They think that you're um, weird or you're sexually frustrated and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, yo, my, listen, my identity is not in that. My identity is in the Lord. My identity is in Jesus Christ. My identity is in somebody that never sinned. I've sinned. I've been impure. I've thought impure things. I fall far short of the standard of God, but yet by his grace, I'm standing here today and I'm living my life, living my best life. <laughs> but for real, like this is really important and we really need to keep this in, in, in mind. And um, so just to, to wrap this up a little bit, um, the one last thing I really want to encourage is to really not be afraid of this topic. I, I've mentioned it before that it's weird for people to talk about this subject, but we really need to not be afraid of this topic because you're either going to learn it or hear of it from God's word, God's people, or you're going to hear of it from the world. You're going to hear of it from out there. You're going to hear it from the music that you like to listen to. You're going to hear it from the movies that you see. You're going to hear, hear it from the movies. Hear and see it from the movies that you see. You're going to see it in the TV shows that you watch. Game of Thrones or any other shows that's out there that has a lot of sexual content, imagery, whatever have you. It's going to be in magazines. You got movies like Fifty Shades of Grey and all that kind of stuff. So you really have to be comfortable with this topic, be courageous with this topic, examine where your mind is with it, examine where your heart is with it, and then deal with it in the way that you need to deal with it. Because if you don't talk about it, they're going to talk about it in other ways. If you got children and you don't, you're uncomfortable talking about it, all right, cool, you're not going to talk about it. But they're going to talk about it in school. They're going to talk about who they want to talk to, who they want to mess with. They're going to talk about oh anything. And so you have to be proactive and proclaiming God's values and all his heart and all that kind of stuff and, and to prepare people that are waiting for all of the necessary conversations that will happen in marriage. Of course, there are certain places for conversations. I get that. You know, if you're dating somebody and, you know, you got to talk about certain things, you know, not when you're dating in the first week, you're going to be talking about, 
you know what you're doing in marriage only like you have to enjoy each season but you need to be prepared to have these very real conversations of expectations expectations in the bedroom expectations uh for things that you like or or think that you're comfortable with you have to be selfless in that talk about you know uh, uh um boundaries all of these things have to be really addressed and dealt with because a lot of times the crux of the conversation is wait until marriage the word says no fornication wait until marriage stand firm stand strong and then you get married and then it's like okay now what you got people that have waited so long and wrapped up in waiting so long they don't know how to transition they don't even know how to okay now I gotta go please my wife or now I wanna I want this but I don't know how to go about it or I don't know how to think about it and if you, if your mind has if you have never dealt with in your mind your conceptions about sex and sexuality and hormones and and all that kind of stuff if you're not dealing with that if you're not careful with that you're walking with all these things baggages the baggage of ideas the baggage of ideology you know the baggage of insecurity all of these things you'll walk in with and you're wondering why isn't it working because you never dealt with it you never had these kind of conversations with yourself with the lord with other people don't think that this is a conversation that isn't holy that isn't set apart that god wants to reveal God is the creator of sex. And so God understands how the process works. God intended the process to work how it's supposed to work. And God himself is invested in even making your sex life with your spouse better. This may sound like a revolutionary concept, but it's really simple. If God created it, God knows how to work within each individual that is together, united as one. And he is invested in making it the way he's supposed to make it so that's it y'all this is the first episode of 2019 i'm grateful for the podcast being back i'm gonna pace myself i'm gonna use wisdom and i'm also gonna to speak whatever the lord gives me to speak and so i pray this is a blessing unto your life i thank you for all of the financial supporters even in the times that i wasn't podcasting there was still financial support coming in so i'm really grateful for all of the the support that has been given on this podcast and if you would like to support financially you can go to anchor.fm slash thoughts of redemption slash support and there are three options of recurring monthly donations where you can give which is 99 cents 4.99 and 9.99 so once again 99 cents 4.99 and 9.99 and if you would like to support me via paypal um, you can support me there as well i'll give information about that um, on, on the blog as well you can find it at thoughtsofredemption.com donations um, if you want to follow me on all social media uh, thoughts of redemption on instagram uh, thoughts of redemptions on facebook thoughts of redemption on facebook on twitter it's underscore t-o redemption if you want to contact me via email it's thoughtsofredemption at gmail.com and once again i encourage you to celebrate the process of thought enjoy it and know that god's hand is in it he's in it willing to continue to transform your mind because he has called us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind and once we commit our 
works to him, our thoughts will be established. So I encourage you to celebrate the process of thought and God's hand in it. God bless. <laughs>